0: Ah, uh, yes, the mighty Barques with Soulfinger. Welcome back to another episode of Facts versus Rhetoric. it has been some um, change blowing in the wind. I don't know if everyone has noticed, but the narrative and what is being discussed in the mainstream media is starting to shift. And that's a positive sign. Hopefully more and more people will uh, start to wake up a little bit. So I think what we what I wanted to cover today is how to spot this coming and how to prevent this from happening again. Okay? Cuz this from all intents and purposes was a trial run. Okay? Whatever is going to be coming down the pipe next, they have a pretty good established playbook of what to do and how everyone will respond. The country right now is pretty much split into two camps. The believers of the narrative and the non-believers of the narrative. And it's very hard to find common ground because both parties are so convinced they're right. And I would say more so with the, the mainstream narrative people who since day one have thought they've been on the right side of history on this one and have been wagging their fingers whenever they can. So I guess this this is really for everyone, but mainly for those people that got sucked into that. We need to do a better job next time of preventing this from happening. Because the last two years, if you step, step back and take a look at it, have been so unprecedented with the level of control, with the fear. You know, so many things have turned family members against family members, and it's easy to spot if you're not totally engulfed in fear and not thinking rationally. So today I wanted to cover a couple of things. I started writing them down, how we can prevent this. So when this shit happens again, if we see it coming and we resist in the beginning because we know what's about to happen, then it can't get rolling. Okay, The only way, we've talked about this in, in, in previous podcasts, but the only way they're able to... Have this much controls with a bunch of willing participants. There's just no police force, political force, big enough to control the population. But if you can scare the shit out of half of them, then you get another 150 million people helping to enforce the narrative, and it's still going, which is which is very amazing. And for someone who's never bought into it, it's really easy for me to see. But you know the the movement of the goalposts. Right. The changing of the, the the narrative, it's it gets to a point where you have to recognize that and look at it and go, OK, they haven't been right about anything and they never admit they were wrong. They just keep changing the friggin changing the game. And now you're going to see a lot of people start to shift over to the other side and pretend they've been there the whole time. You're seeing it on the news. You're seeing it online. You're seeing people that normally wouldn't call out the president doing that sort of stuff. Like I've seen CNN being critical of the president in the response. Saturday Night Live is making fun of it. So you you, you kind of feel the the winds of change are blowing. And everyone's trying to bail out of of the sinking ship as fast as possible. So what I wanted to focus on today was how we prevent this. Because this was 100% preventable if you just looked at things rationally and not out of fear. So the first point that we need to remember next time is censorship. Whenever censorship is invoked in the public discourse, especially, especially with scientific and medical subjects, that has to be a red flag. Okay, Censorship does not have a place in science. Albert Einstein said science can only flourish in an environment with free speech. That has to happen or else what they're practicing is not science. And I know the science word has been thrown around a lot and everyone's pretty much sick of hearing it. But just remember what science is. Science Depends on the fervorous debate of people that don't agree Who are trying to figure out what is right and what is wrong On a certain subject So when that censorship starts happening You, you have to identify it Okay Because it, it prevents patterns from being recognized It eliminates open debates It empowers one side and silences the other You know, it creates positive reinforcement for that one side. I mean, that's how people just got in the line to to follow the narrative, right? Because everywhere they looked, the same thing was being said. Because the entire other half of the conversation was censored, deplatformed, and pushed into the shadows. So there was no... I think that people didn't feel like there was an, an effort they needed to give to look any further. Right. Because confirmation bias, every every channel saying the same shit. And that's dangerous. Global health pandemic. And we were censoring doctors. I mean, we're going to look back at this in, in, you know, in the future and go back in the history books when they talk about this. And that's going to be one of the things that people who did not go through this will not be able to wrap their head around. That doctors and scientists were excluded from the conversation about a subject that no one knew exactly what was going on. It's unbelievable. So, number one, censorship. You start to see it, you better start asking yourself what the hell is going on and advocate for freedom of speech for everybody, regardless if you agree with them or not. Because there is no way... You're able to solve big problems if you're not willing to listen to everybody. I mean, that's, that's problem solving 101 right there. The second thing was resist unjust laws despite your views. You know, the, the mandates, the fucking masks, the vaccines, the lockdowns. You know, if people just said no and ignored them, they would have went away, okay? There's plenty of proof that they don't work. You probably haven't heard about that on the network news however the lockdowns devastated people devastated small businesses we're going to see this lag of of deaths from 2 years of no office visits scans preventative treatment all that shit got canceled all those people are fucked all right so we'll see as as time goes on the actual cost of that but just go from your own experience the last two years. It went from two weeks to flatten the curve to two years in, and, and we still have people trying to enforce vaccine mandates when A, it's been well-established, you can still get it and spread it, and B, the version of this virus is no more harmful than the flu, right? So we still have the old playbook and it, nothing has changed with new information. So it's the people's responsibility when you hear this crazy shit of you need to wear a fucking mask that doesn't do anything on your face other than prevents the other person from smelling your breath. I guess that's the only net positive. But the lockdown, like just all you have to say is no. They can't make you fall. If everyone just says no, game over. And I hope this last two years has given people the courage to start doing that. The third point, we need to start calling out and being aware of when professionals abandon their ethics and when they're just following orders. I mean, this whole two years with these medical professionals, the police in some areas, companies, you know, the CEOs doing these mandates, you have to identify that and have a problem with it when you hear it. Again, regardless of what side of the aisle you're on. Okay, because next time you could be on the other side. You know, everyone felt so righteous because they felt like they were on the right side here. But the whole point of why the censorship and why calling all this stuff out is so important is because you need to identify it because if it does happen to you, you you need to be ready. And maybe this time it didn't affect you and you were on the right team. So you thought it's only a matter of time before they come for something that you don't want to give up. All right. That's why censorship is so, so dangerous. Because they always start with the crazy people, and then you're like, "Yeah, all right. Well, he's he's fucking nuts. So we don't need to hear we don't need to hear from him." But once you establish that precedent, where some people have the power to do that, it's only a matter of time. Okay. So be aware of that. Number four is understand how science works. I mean, I never paid attention to science when I was a kid. I was kind of into it, but I wasn't a great student, so I really didn't pay it much mind. I've gotten pretty up to speed in science this past two years, I'll tell you that. And the one thing that I learned that was the most important thing and will help you for the rest of your life is how science actually works. Understand the scientific method, understand the approach and how it's supposed to work. Because when you hear these people talk about this shit on TV, this is not science okay? It's not one guy who gets to make the consensus and scream louder than everybody else and he's right. That is not how it works. And if you're not witnessing an open scientific debate between all sides and all parties concerned with a, with a common problem, then it's not science. Again, that word was thrown around so much and everyone's probably a little desensitized to it, but when you understand what it is, you can identify the bullshit A lot sooner and ask the right question the fifth one was understanding that the media's goal is is to manufacture consent not to inform you right we covered this in the news podcast but seriously people you cannot get your information on a vaccine when the program you want watching is sponsored by Pfizer you need to be better than that does that make sense regardless of the product I mean it's unbelievable I, mean, I, I can't even believe that they say it's sponsored by Pfizer I would just assume have them give the money to give them the talking points and piss off but it's right there for everyone to see so we need to be better with that next time I know everyone's in a habit of clicking on the same station at whatever time and watching your normal program but think back the last two years what have they told you that ended up being true? Still waiting. Focus on the people that were right about shit before it happened and call and forecasted the correct events. Those are the people you should listen to. Not the people that were wrong at every turn. They didn't have to bear any cost for being wrong. Right? No one took responsibility. No, everyone just towed the line because that was safe. Because then if something came up that was, you know, contradicted, it'd be like, well, how the hell should I know? And everyone thought that, you know, it's that whole safety in numbers thing. But we got to be better at that. Number six was take responsibility for your health and safety. It's not anyone's responsibility, but yours. I think a lot of people would have benefited from this when they were so worried about what their neighbor was doing or what their family member was doing or what anyone else was doing. All right. I, I don't know at what point people thought it was alright to try to force other people to do shit so they felt safe. That, w- that was a first for me in my life. And again, it, didn't even, it wasn't even correct. What the other person did did not affect you at all. I think we'll all benefit from going forward if we stop doing that. Stop expecting other people to do shit so you feel safe. We've gone into this like safety, I don't even know what the hell to call it. Everyone is so concerned about safety this last, I don't know, decade and a half. Life is risky. You're no safer just staying at home than outright exposure. There's risks in everything we do. So stop expecting your neighbor to do something so you feel safer. Number seven, be open to discuss subjects with people you don't agree with. I mean, you could have used a little bit more of this, huh? Every time I try to talk to people who held a different view than me, it would always end up the same way, right? Because the other side I felt they weren't informed, right? They have they they know their talking points, they know what they've been told, but there was little or no research done in addition to that. All right, this is this is my personal experience. So I have seven binders. All broken down into category over the last two years of research that I've done on subjects ranging from vaccine safety to how the virus was changing, mandates, big tech, big pharma. Just whatever the stuff was, I had a different binder for it. I kept it and that's how I did my research and how I tracked changing things and all that jazz. But when I would talk to people, we'd get into a subject I would throw out some statistics, and they would say, "Well, I don't, I don't know. I didn't look into that," and then criticize somebody like the like the ad hominem attacks, right? So it would be like, "Well, I I, list, I, I read uh, Robert Kennedy's book, and he says that oh, he's a he's a fucking crazy person." It's like, well, are we moving the ball at all? If I'm going to bring a piece of information to the table for you for you to here and maybe we talk about but instead of doing that you're discrediting my source because you don't like them or you heard someone else call them crazy that's the shit that's got to end because again I think I've said this several times isn't the whole point to be right so a if you're so sure you're right why the hell would you turn down a opportunity to talk to someone who you think is wrong but more importantly why don't you take the white belt approach you know, why don't you pretend you're not an expert in everything, and maybe that there's, there's something out there for you to learn? I think everyone would be better off if they kind of took that approach and actually put in the work to understand what's going on. You can't be so convinced you're right. It's dangerous, especially with science. Like the, I said this probably in the first one. Science, history will not look back fondly on the people that rode the wave of consensus that pushed the real science aside and just screamed really loud because they thought they were right. They felt so righteous. They were all to wag their finger. But let's not be so convinced we're right and talk to the other side. In good faith, try to learn something. I was so frustrated. No No one asked me where I got any of my information. I had so much information. And then I was getting frustrated and I was like, The people I'm talking to don't even have any information. They didn't put the work in. They watched TV and they regurgitated that. So when I had stuff that contradicted that, then it just kind of ended because they didn't believe it, didn't have time to look at it. That's a problem. That's how this will happen again until we get over that and stop being so goddamn convinced we're right. The ninth point I wrote down, Ways to prevent this from happening again was don't trust leaders or influencers who are not willing to talk or debate the other side. I mean, it's pretty much the same thing I just said. If the people you're watching and getting your information from don't have everybody and their mother who has anything to offer about this subject on their network or on their show or quoting them in their article, don't watch it. Don't listen to it. Don't take it as gospel. Or go try to find the other side of the conversation. But again, these companies, the media companies, are interested in ratings. And you know how you get ratings? By saying the shit that the people want to hear. You know, CNN does ratings by segment. Think about that. They know when people are turning the channel on and off during segments. So what they figured out is, when you start being critical of the Democratic Party, or talking about shit, you're being critical of that the person watching... Their party, they they turned this channel. That's why their ratings were so good under Trump is because all they did was shit talk Trump and everyone loved that. But then Biden gets elected. There's none of that to do anymore because now your team's in power and you're not doing a great job. But they realized if you're critical, people change the channel. So they're not critical because they're not stupid. They're in business. You know, 80% of their viewers are people that already agree with them. So you need to cater to that majority and give them what they want. But that's not what you need. That's not the news and information that you need. Uh, Number 10, demand transparency and proof of what you're being told. I mean, holy shit. Where were the charts and the graphs and the studies peer reviewed? You know, where was all this stuff? I didn't see it. One guy up there telling you how it how it's going. You have the CDC just telling you how it's going. Even then they get up in front of Congress be like, hey, do you have the death statistics? Yeah, we're working real hard on that. We should have that forthcoming. It's like, really? You were called to testify in front of Congress on the goddamn coronavirus fucking pandemic. You don't want to show up prepared? You know, when doctors sound like politicians and not like doctors, that's a fucking red flag. You know, I listen to dr peter mccullough talk and i'm like holy shit that guy sounds like a doctor who gives a shit about patients i don't know if he's right or wrong but my gut is telling me that's what a fucking doctor should sound like he's humble he's admitting he doesn't know everything but here's here's what he's found here's how what they've changed his new information has come in and then you have on the other side i just like dr fauci homeboy sounds like a politician Not a doctor. Because that's what he is. He's been in government for 30 fucking plus years. You do not survive in government by being a great doctor. You survive in government that long through multiple administrations by being a fucking master politician. And that's what he sounds like. That's what he looks like. And you need to recognize that. Because that dude ain't trying to help you. And you can tell that because... Where is the proof? Where's the transparency? Why aren't you talking to people that don't agree with you? You're not doing any of the things that would lead me to believe that you're participating in good faith in this. Seems like you have your own agenda. Again, nothing ever changed with new information, new variants. Nothing fucking changed. Same shit. We still have the same hospital responses we had two years ago. That is unconscionable. And the final point, I think I already alluded to this, but man, we need to listen to the people who were right and predicted actual events before they happened. And stop listening to these fucking people that were wrong at every turn and that that pay no cost for being wrong. Like what the hell has happened that people can just take no responsibility and just keep changing their tune. And maybe it affects me a little bit more because I have a really good memory. I remember what people say. You know, as a kid, I never played sports. I never talked shit because I was so concerned about being wrong or not backing it up and just looking like a complete fucking asshole. But these people take no accountability for being wrong. Egregiously wrong about severe shit. Not about whether you're going to hit a fucking jump shot. This, this is people's lives, people's livelihoods, people's mental health. So there it is. I just made a quick list because I was thinking about how we can prevent this. I'm really glad that it looks to be trending in the right direction to finally be over, but it's never going to be over. You know, hopefully people have woken up to the fact that freedom and liberty is something you need to fight for at all times. And we were lulled into a false sense of security because nothing bad has happened in so long. You know, pretty much since World War II was the last time people actually had to fucking sacrifice and do hard shit on a countrywide level, right? There's been obviously things in between then and now, but it didn't affect the whole country, okay? People didn't sacrifice. People didn't all pull in the same direction for a common good since then. So we've had it so good for so long that everyone's, hey, what's the the worst thing that's going to happen? You know, nothing in my lifetime has ever been nothing bad has happened. So hopefully this wakes everybody up, you know, and all those pro Second Amendment gun nuts that you're friends with that you've always rolled your eyes at when you used to say, why do you have guns? And they would probably at some point get to the whole point about tyranny. And maybe you guys understand that now a little bit better. Because look at places like Canada and Australia. There's no guns there. You see what they can do to populations that un, are unarmed. They can do whatever the hell they want to do. And yes, I would have agreed with you if you asked me a few years ago. The likelihood of my government becoming tyrannical you know, probably sounded a little hyperbole. But how about now? They fucking tried their hardest. And they're going to continue to do it because they, have, they know what's going to happen now. They have a playbook. They know how everyone's going to respond. They know the key players they got to get rid of. And they know what buttons to push to get the masses all following in the same line. So thank you very much for listening. I hope this helps identify this shit now and in the future so we can still live in a free fucking country.